Well, good day to you and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson here at Crossway Church in my office in Queen City, Texas, and we're glad to be with you today. Hope you get your Bibles and follow along with us. We will be momentarily in Hebrews chapter 3 down near the end of that chapter. And we're just excited to be able to share God's words of truth with you in the righteous context in which they're written, which means that we're always allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us and to point us to that which we need to be looking at. And His name is Jesus. He is the living Word that said the Scriptures are about Him and we find our life in Him through faith in the blood He shed for us at Calvary. For the life is only found and experienced in the blood of Jesus. And that's not a one-time faith. And we'll see that today. That it's not a one-time faith that just carries you the rest of the way. The Bible says now faith is in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 and we'll see where we are in the scriptures this morning that today is what really matters. Always today. Yesterday, you can't go back to yesterday. You can't go into tomorrow while it's today. It'll always be today in our lives. Tomorrow may come, but if it does... It'll still be today. You need to understand that. I'm so thankful, and I want to say this this morning before we dig in. I'm so thankful for all of you who give to help us put the expositor study Bibles into the hands of inmates in the prison system. I have, this is how many letters we have right now. Uh, I don't know how many this is, but this is about how many we keep on hand, somewhere around this many. We mail seven Expositors study Bibles every week, every week into the prison system. Arkansas, Texas, occasionally Louisiana, other places, mainly Texas and Arkansas. But we get requests from them for that Bible. That's the Bible they want. And so it takes $1,000 or a little more ever five weeks, and I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for all of you who donate for that particular reason, for our, our missions, uh, uh, donations. We're so thankful for those. We support a church in the Philippines, and, and we uh, are now in the process of going and holding meetings in certain places that cost money uh, just to be an encouragement to those in those areas that don't have a cross-preaching church, or they do have a cross-preaching church, and, 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 and we're just trying to let others know in that area that they have a place to come, and they have a place to hear the, the truth of God. God's Word in its righteous context. And what I keep saying that for is because the Word of God is about Jesus and what He did at Calvary. And once we come back to that, grab a hold of that, it will grab a hold of us and, and, and take us the rest of the way. And that is what we need to be hearing today. So again, thank you. And if you haven't given, you can do that at uh, thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. And again, thank you and God bless you. And every single penny helps us do what God's called us to do, which is really preach the message of the cross, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ 
in all the world. And we thank you for helping us to be able to see God's arm reaching farther through you and all of us together to get this message out. Praise God. Well, Hebrews chapter 3. Let's just look at verse 13 for a moment. I know we've covered this, but I like to back up and scratch our feet and get a good grip and then blast off into where we're going. Y'all, when you're studying the Word of God, you need to reach back and grab a hold of what you've just recently uh, learned and hold it tight as you allow the Holy Spirit to uh, reveal more of that to you in what He's guiding you into now so that the light of Christ will be bigger. And in this particular book, this letter of Hebrews, what we see as an overall picture is the supremacy of Christ. He is above all things, before all things. All things are by Him, for Him, through Him, and will come back to Him with every knee being bowed and tongue confessing Him. And uh, we, 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 we need to see Christ when we open the Word of God. The Scriptures are about Him. He's the living Word. I mean, He's the first and the last, the first and the last what? Probably many things, but I'd like to know and believe that He is the first Word and the last Word. And, 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 and when, we, when we have a Bible study or in a worship service, when we leave, when it's over... We need to have a bigger picture of Christ, a greater trust in Christ, a greater love for Christ, and, and really a greater, in our own hearts and through our lives, a greater representation of Christ, for that is why we are here. Verse 13, Hebrews chapter 3, Lord, give us what we need today. Put that daily bread into our hearts. Let it nourish our souls and equip us for the steps that we'll take today in this journey. In Jesus' name, I believe He's going to do it. I believe He's going to even touch and heal some people during this teaching. While you're listening, while you're watching, and while you're believing... In the Lord Jesus Christ, He's able to touch you and deliver you. He's able to fill you with His Spirit. Even while you're sitting there just believing the gospel and hungering for more of Him, it's an amazing thing what God can do while you're just seeking Him, believing that He is right now and that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Hallelujah. Hebrews 3 and 13, But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through, de through the deceitfulness of sin. We talked about that last week. We could take three or four weeks to talk about that because the sin nature is what's being referred to here. Not acts of sin. Acts of sin do not deceive me. By the time I get to the act, I've already been deceived. Now, that's very, that right there is good. That right there is good. It's not the it's not the the actually the Budweiser that's deceiving me. Listen, if I've gone that direction, I've already been deceived. It, it's, it's not the actual act of a sin that's deceiving me, although its power begins to squeeze the life out of me and, and, and bring corruption and destruction. Listen, I'm already deceived if I've reached out for the unclean thing, whatever that might be, that's sinful. The deception here, the, the deceitfulness here is that which the sin nature is. 
And it, it's deceitful. It means we think we can get away with this or we really need this or we can't get around it unless we commit a sin. The deceitfulness of the sin nature. Or thinking I can serve God through any other way than faith in the sacrifice of Christ. Do you understand that when God saved you, <clears throat> if you're saved, born again, He freed you from sin and He made you a servant of righteousness. Why? Because there is no other avenue to serve God. God cannot be served. Let me add this now. God cannot be served with the fruits of righteousness in place. Oh, the devil serving God's purpose. The sun, the moon, the stars, the grass, the air, everything is serving God's purpose. But God's looking for a people that He's working within and through that bears forth who He is with the fruits of His righteousness. And that, my friend, does not exist unless we serve Him in the capacity He made us servants. And that's servants of righteousness. And that began that good work of His in us, where His workmanship, Ephesians 2.10, began the moment we trusted in the price He paid through His Son at the cross. Freed from sin in the twinkling of an eye, made a servant of righteousness before you ever even had another thought about doing anything, you were already a servant of righteousness because of what you had believed the righteous one, Jesus Christ, and His righteous work having taken place at the cross. There is no other way to serve God and bear forth the fruits of His righteousness outside of faith in the cross. And when we're trusting in anything other, even biblical things that we're called to believe and to walk in, it takes faith in the blood of Jesus today for the experience of any portion of God's Word to be fruit-bearing unto righteousness, which again is the only avenue unto holiness. So we need to remember that. The deceitfulness of the sin nature will harden my heart. Harden my heart. It'll harden my heart and I'll think I'll still be uh, running to God every day and I'll be running from Him. I'll think I'm drawing near, but I'm running from him. I'm resisting him, and he's resisting me while I'm resisting him. We need to understand these things. It's not about a lovey-dovey, I feel this and I feel that. It's about am I in accordance with the truth of God's Word. Oh, there will be emotions and feelings. There's emotions and feelings in every single thing. The drunks, the perverts, they've all got feelings and emotions about everything. Every person on the planet is full of feelings and emotions. But that which we should have as the children of God should be driven by the Spirit as we're led by the Spirit who only guides us in the truth. And His name is Jesus and what He did at the cross is what makes the truth of who He is, all of God's Word, applicable to our lives. Nothing else. Nothing else. So don't, let, don't, be, don't, don't, don't allow the deceitfulness of the old man to harden your heart. And the only way that can, you can get involved where that does not happen, will not happen, is if you maintain your faith in what rendered him dead and buried and inoperative, idle, dormant, 
your faith in the cross of Jesus Christ. There's where he was put away. He will revive and deceive you, Paul said in Romans chapter 7, and slay you. Because sin is a killer. If the sin nature is ruling, sin is a killer. Not just physically death, but it kills. That's the avenue through which the devil uses our flesh and that sin nature to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So we've got to never stop looking at what God did in Christ at Calvary. For there I was joined with Him in death, buried with Him, put away. And when Jesus came out of that grave, I came out, you as a born-again child of God, came out with Him, hallelujah, to walk in newness of life. And the sin nature did not come out of the grave. Just you and Christ, a new creation in Him. Don't allow the sin nature to revive. Keep your faith in the cross. Verse 14, For we are made, we have become partakers of Christ, that which is of Christ, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. What's that mean? We will continue to partake of that which is Christ. Christ was put away he died. He was buried. He was raised on the third day so that He might be the mediator to all those that have faith in Him, who believe in Him, in His sacrificial work. To mediate, to impart the benefits He offers through His death. Now, we're not talking about some nonchalant attitude. Well, yeah, I believe that. You, yeah, I believe that. I believe that since I was a kid. Yeah, but no, I'm talking about a right now, today, I'm hearing God remind me that Jesus paid the price for all the grace I'll need today. All the mercy I'll need today. It's not about what I did at 10 years, 11 years old, walking an aisle, and that's the only memory I've got of... I, that's That's... that's Listen, I remember when I was born again. I remember the very experience in my own house at home when I went and found my mother and said, Mama, what do I have to do to be saved as an 11-year-old boy? And I have that memory, but I don't live off that memory. I don't live off that memory. I came into the kingdom through that experience, that born-again experience, my faith and trust and dependence upon Christ and what He did for me at Calvary to forgive me of my sins and to make me His own and to bring me in. I, was, I, messed, I messed all that up for years and just put that on the back burner. But thanks be to God, He reminded me of that when I was 33 years old. And he would begin to uh, 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 take me out of the world because I gave my focus to the gospel. But then I would get carried away in much false doctrine and he would show up again when, 10 years later and remind me, it's still the gospel, Curtis. It's still the gospel. 
And for so long of a time, I would, I, even in this message of the cross in the first few years, I, I would be ministering this, this truth and the, what I knew of it and learning, and I still am, what I, what I know of it, and I'm still learning, and, 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 I, and I hope to never stop. But, but every once in a while, I'd, 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 I'd just start rambling, I'd get off track, and the Holy Spirit, right in the midst of my sermon in the pulpit, He would say, that is not my gospel. You see, when he called me to start a church, I told him after a year of him prodding and leading and stirring my heart to start a church and me avoiding that. I said, man, there's so many churches around here and, and I've been hurt and that, I just don't know about any of that anymore. And after one year, the Lord said it again. I want you to start a work. And really, that's the last thing I wanted. I wanted to get out of town, this place we'd been humiliated and heard and, and, and made look like fools. The Lord told me to start a work, and I told the Lord, Lord, there's 500 churches in our region within a 30-mile within a radius from right here. There's 500 churches. And he spoke to me in that very moment when I responded to him with that answer. He answered and said, but they're not preaching my gospel. I knew exactly what he meant when he said it because I'd been listening to the Sun Life Radio where they were focused on the message of the cross and, and coming against all the false things that are out there today which is filling 99.9% .9 of all churches. And then we had visited church after church after church for 12 months, one year, looking for a church. Just wanted to be in a church. Just wanted to get in and get involved, but kind of on the back on the back pew somehow. Just I didn't want anything to do with the front. I don't. I just want to support somebody and help. And when he spoke to me and said, "But they're not preaching my gospel," that was it right there. I knew what the Lord wanted and I knew what He... I hadn't put it all together yet. I was listening to Sun Life Radio, the focus of the cross. I was visiting all these churches and when we'd leave one church, I'd just say, well, I just didn't feel it. I don't feel like that's where we need to be, but I wasn't putting it together yet. But when the Lord spoke that to me, but they're not preaching my gospel, I knew what He meant. I knew what He meant. I called a man and a woman and I told them, would you just pray for me? I feel like I've got to start a work. The Lord's calling me to start a work. But listen, I'm bankrupt. Literally, Robin and I were bankrupt. We were living with her mother and we did for three and a half years. The church started in that condition. We'd lost our house and our land, our vehicles. We were bankrupt. I told the man and the lady, we don't have any people. We don't have any. We don't have a, a person, a penny, or a place to meet. Just pray for me. Then about, I don't know, two or three days later, they called back and said, well, why don't you just preach in our house Sunday morning? So we did. And that was August the 5th, 2005. Then my point in saying all that is this. We've got to be hearing the gospel. We've got to, we can't, 
We, we, if we're going to continue to partake of Christ, it can't be in some vain imaginative way. It's got to be according to the Scriptures. It's got to be in the avenue that God made us servants of righteousness. The, the, he put us in the place where we experience Him. He, he saved us. He put us in the path of righteousness. He made us servants of righteousness. He is the only one if we'll serve Him in that avenue. He's the only one that can in us and through us allow us to bring forth the fruits of righteousness which is based on our faith in His work, His work within us, that good work of righteousness within us. I hope you're being blessed. I hope you're getting something from this today. For we were made partakers partakers. We, we partake. That's not a one-time deal. We'll see that. If we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end, we'll continue to partake of the things of Christ that He died and was raised again to mediate to us, to load us daily with His benefits, hallelujah, to show us the things he, he, that He died to freely give us we can continue to partake. Don't stop partaking, but yet don't get caught up in some vain, imaginative, uh, false way that just makes you feel good, but you have Scripture to confirm every step of the way. And that's, those Scriptures, my friend, it will be the fruits of righteousness, which cannot happen, cannot happen, if our faith is not in the cross alone. I hope you can see that. I hope you know that. I believe it's uh, Psalms 85, 13. Let's look over there and see that this morning. Is that right? Psalms 85, 13. Yes, it is such a beautiful, beautiful scripture. Righteousness shall go before him and shall set us in the way of his steps. There is no other way than the way of righteousness. And he has set us in the way of his steps. His steps were not only steps of righteousness all along the way. You remember what he told John the Baptist when <coughs> he asked John to baptize him and John said, Oh no, Lord, you need to be baptizing me. Jesus looked at John and said, No, let us do this for the fulfillment of all righteousness. Every step Jesus took he was fulfilling righteousness. But the work that completed the work of righteousness, that opened the door for us to be and bear His righteousness, was the blood He shed. Righteousness has set us in the way of His righteousness. Let's never forget that. Let's never forget that. We need to have that in the forefront of our minds daily that if our faith is not in the cross, and thanks be to God for all of you the Lord has been able to bring back to a focus on the sacrifice of Christ. That's why your comment, your, your declaration has been as it will be for all who come back. I feel like I'm born again all over again. Why? Because when the Lord was able to get you back there, you began to experience the very life of Christ again. The life of Christ is only experienced through faith in what He did at the cross through death. 
I like what Pastor Scotty Williams says. Life only comes out of death. The life we have is because of the death of Jesus. He was raised from the dead. He was raised to life from the dead. You and I have been raised to life from the dead in His death for us. Hallelujah. It's good stuff right there. Watch this now, verse 15. While it is said, here it is again, Today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts as in the provocation. Now here we have that word again, today. We also have another word here that was previously in the verse a couple verses before, verse 13, that was in the same verse with today again, and it's hardened. Today is what we have. And we will either hear that voice today of that resurrected Savior of ours by His Spirit, or we will be found in a place where the hardening of our heart is at work. This, this, is, this is why the enemy shows up and begins to declare things through ministers that, that God doesn't speak and uh, how, what to do when God's silent and all this kind of garbage. No, no, today God is speaking. I have a Bible right here. Today God is speaking. Today God is speaking. How many times do we need to declare that to our own selves? Today God is speaking. Will I present myself to Him through faith in the cross to hear what He has to say to me today to keep my heart from being hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Harden not your hearts as in the day of the provocation, which means the rebellion that God's people experienced in the wilderness. God's people were in the wilderness. They were there so that he could test them to see if they would trust them on the way to the promised land. Well, it didn't take very long. They proved we can't be trusted. We rebelled. That's what happened in the wilderness. They, they, they died. We'll read it right here. For some, when they had heard, did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses, but with whom was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? Now we'll get to all that. We'll cover, we'll break all that down in the next few sessions. But what I pray the Lord reveal to us in a convicting, a tangible convicting way by His Spirit today through this broadcast, whoever you are, wherever you are, that you all of a sudden right now, Lord help us, show it to us. Today is what matters. Not yesterday. It's gone. Not tomorrow. It may never come for us. Today, He's speaking. Will you hear Him? Today, He's calling. Will you hear Him? At the end of the day, what has He spoken to your heart? At the end of the day, what have you been convicted by the Holy Spirit of? See, conviction's not always about sin. When the Holy Spirit is guiding us into all truth, that's, that's the conviction of the Holy Spirit. He's trying to just convict us, convince us that this is right. You can trust me. Follow me. I'll show you more of your Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll show you more of Jesus. I'll show you more. 
Now, you're going to see more of you along the way, and that's going to be an ugly picture. But every time you see the ugliness of you, look at Jesus and see the beauty of His holiness, His purity, His righteousness, His perfection. Don't look at you. Look at Him. You start looking at you. I, I know what it's like to look at me. We'll start making excuses. Look at Him. Keep looking at Jesus. Keep hearing Him. And don't let people tell you that God's not speaking because we have to live by every word we hear that proceeds out of the mouth of God. We live by faith, and faith only comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We have to hear the Lord to live, to move, to, to, to go from faith to faith means that the, the righteousness of God has to be being revealed to us through the words of God. So I encourage you. God is speaking you, to you today. Don't move away from the reality of that truth. God is speaking to you today. Be desperate to hear Him. Be desperate to hear what He's saying to you. Get in the Word. Don't, don't put the Bible on the bookshelf. Don't put the Bible in the back seat. Put the Bible in your lap before your eyes. The Scriptures are about Jesus. We can't say that we want more of Jesus if we're not in the Scriptures. We can't say, Lord, I just I want to know You more. I want to be like You more if we're not in the Scriptures. The Scriptures are really the script for our lives as we hear the Holy Spirit revealing the Savior to us, Jesus the one he's really talking about, the one he came to talk about, Jesus. It's been a great broadcast. Can you believe 30 minutes feels like five minutes when you're in the Word of God enjoying such strength of the Holy Spirit, such joy and comfort of the Holy Spirit as we allow the words of God, the, the, the Scriptures to comfort us and give us hope that God is still speaking to His people. Separate yourselves from those that say God's not speaking to His people. If God wasn't speaking to His people, I wouldn't be here sharing the Word of God with you. He told me to do this. I wouldn't be pastoring a church. He told me to do that. I there should be a mile-long list of things that we wouldn't be doing if God didn't speak to us today because that's the very reason we're doing it. He encouraged us. He commanded us to do to love our wives, to submit to the husband, to, to, to raise our children in the admonition of the Lord. Why do you think you do those things? Because you've heard from Him. Get serious about hearing from the Lord. God bless you. We love you. Don't forget to sow into good ground. Again, you can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com. Text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. Join us. Lock arms with us. And let's carry the, the truth of God's word in its righteous context to the nations, that God's people may come back to the place of righteousness, be awakened unto righteousness, that they may begin to walk in a place where they become skillful with the words of His righteousness declaring the cross of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God bless you. We love you. Stay focused. And remember, 
Until next time, stay determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you later. God bless you.